0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another special episode of the Comics Collective, the weekly show where we get to interview some really cool people sometimes. I am your host, Anne, and I am joined here today by two awesome people to talk about an upcoming Kickstarter. But, you know, you don't need to hear it from me. I'm going to let them introduce themselves and their work. So, passing it over, we have Natasha...
1: Uh, Hello, I'm Natasha Alterisi, uh, creator of this project, Sapphic Pulp, Um, also creator of Heathen, a little gay comic you might have heard of before. That's me.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes, a comic that I will make my co-host cover in the very near future. I'm eagerly anticipating it. They're going to love it. I know lexi will at least i'm not sure about dallas but he's he's along for the ride he'll like vikings i'm sure he'll like the vikings everybody likes the vikings (laughs) he's actually a big asgard nerd so it should be it should be an easy sell um and we are also joined by michelle
2: hi i'm michelle abinator editor on the sapphic pulp project and platinum fan club member of the book heathen by natasha And I'm also editor and co-creator on The Color of Always, which is out now with the Wave Blue World, and the upcoming Sharp Wit and the Company of Women anthology about sword girls. We love comics about women with weapons. Oh, uh, yeah! Sort of my, my thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I have... really happy to be here. It's
0: so awesome. I have The Color of um, Always just backed Sharp Wit, so I'm very excited to read that. So I'm sure this is, you know... Also, perfectly going to be right up my alley, um, and I also didn't know there was a platinum status that I could obtain in the Heathens <laughs>
1: fandom. Is that like it's, exclusive? Or I think like it seems to be that Michelle way. like decides what those what those rules are. Who is and is not in the platinum fan club?
2: <laughs> it's pretty much just me and Fellhound most of the time. Um, if you'd like to join, I can extend be ha- happy to extend platinum status to you. I feel like you talk about Heathen probably about as much as I do, so. It's only fair. Yeah. Okay.
0: You know, I'll I'll accept it. I'll I'll graciously accept it. It's it's been a it's it's a great comic. I've been reading it like all June. I'm like I can I can't read this comic again, can
2: I? And then I yes. do. So
0: it's it's fine.
2: So um, been on loop for a few years. Sorry, right. that I keep talking about Heathen. Let's you know let's. Oh yeah, we're here to talk about a different comic. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're here to oh. talk about we're here to talk about Savage Pulp. Yes.
0: Exactly. Let's, let's get into sapphic pulp. So what exactly for any of the listeners at home who might not have been following my frantic posting about it in the last couple weeks, but what is sapphic pulp exactly? What, what can the readers expect?
1: Uh, well, sapphic pulp is a collection of short erotic stories all written by me and illustrated by a uh, fantastic team of all queer artists. Um, I just started writing these little short stories in my free time. Um, didn't really know what to do with them, wanted to draw all of them. And I was like, well, that's ridiculous. I can't draw that many stories. (laughs) I got too many other things to do. Um, And uh, Michelle was actually the one that, that suggested that we, we make it an anthology that we, we parcel out the stories, get a team together. Um, Yeah. So that's, that's where we're at. Now we have, we have a whole project all lined up. It's all exciting. (laughs) And of
2: course I, you know, was really excited to like even have a thought in my head that was an idea of something I could work with Natasha on and was really excited to help put this project together. Cause I'm such a big fan of her work for writing her art and just her presence in the comics community in general. And so it's, you know, fan club status aside, it's, it's a, it's an honor to work with her on this book. And I think that it's, we're creating something really wonderful, I think for an underserved market, of you know gay women who want comics that speak to their interests and I'm really just like it's just an honor to be nominated you know I'm really (laughs) happy to really happy to be making this book it's so amazing and I can't wait for everyone to read these stories that Natasha has crafted and um, to see the artwork put together by these wonderful artists like I'm really excited for this I think everyone's really going to be just blown away by how amazing it is. So really pumped.
0: Oh yeah, I, w- I was looking through it <clears throat> right before you two hopped on. Actually, it's a absolute murder's row of talent on this book. Um, friend of the f- show, Fellhound, is on there. Love, love mm-hmm. seeing her. Um, who else is working on the book? Who else can we pitch to the audience?
1: Uh, well, we got Fellhound, of course, uh, mm-hmm. of uh, Commander Rao, and and we love you, Fame. Uh, just probably probably i would say one of the the most interesting talents like coming up in comics right now like if people aren't like watching fellhound then they need to be uh and then we've got you know veterans of the comic comic industry erotic comics like uh rye hickman uh who's done quite a few uh interesting things um uh we got liana kangas we have chloe Stosky, who is new to me but like i'm such a huge fan such a huge fan uh, we have Chloe Brailsford which if you haven't been following Chloe either we have two Chloe's that's right double Chloe's Chloe double, Brails- Chloe. double Chloe's uh, if you've seen if you've seen Chloe Brailsford uh, amazing uh, black canary fan art piece it's it's just phenomenal every time mm-hmm. I see it I'm just like that's amazing. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I we we I, I cannot believe that all these people have agreed to, to be part of this project with me. I'm a little blown away every time I think about it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And that black canary piece, that was definitely what put Chloe on my radar, that's for sure. That was that's always an incredible piece every time I see it pop up on my timeline. Um but yeah, it's it's a wide variety of creators, a lot of talent on this book. Um is there so there's, you know, it's an anthology, there's gonna be a bunch of different stories all written by you. Um, is there an overarching theme between all the stories besides queer love? Or are they all in different genres? Or are they different flavors of um, queerness? How is it? How is them? <laughs> Sorry, what's what are we looking at for the variety of the stories in this book?
1: I mean, it's a little bit of everything. Um, I mean, they all have like a little erotic twist. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everything kind of ends on a sexy note. Uh, but some of them, I would say, are a little more kind of sentimental and sweet and uh, lovey-dovey. And then you have others that are just kind of silly and and uh, and tense, like very sexually tense. I guess uh, they're they're kind of all over the place. But I i think generally yeah the the overarching theme is just like sapphic love you know like what does that mean sapphic desire too. like that was something i really tried to focus on
2: and i i can also add like i think it's a big deal to have these types of stories through like a sapphic lens like the everyone involved in the book is you know part of the community and and we're all checking in with each other and making sure that everyone's is i'm in the right place and we're all very comfortable and so the it's important that you know it's not through like a, a gaze that makes anyone uncomfortable or seems out of place it's all very you know even even the things that are less sentimental come off as as very soft and sentimental in their own way because it's these stories are coming from from our own little sapphic place so it feels like a like you know the safest possible space to tell these types of stories, and you know we're doing the best we can to to do mm-hmm. it justice. And I'm you know really happy with the team we've put together. Um, I think we pro- you know we definitely have to talk about our cover art too at some point. Oh, oh absolutely, so, absolutely. Like you know, you listed off all those incredible people doing interiors. Um, you know, Natasha did a cover. Um, in it. I'm. I love it so much. I mean, I don't even. I know I have to say that I love it, but like I legitimately do love it so much. And I like um, how it turned out. Don't, I like it a little bit. It's it's, it's, it's really. Right. Um, I feel like constantly Natasha is always you know showing art, and everything that I see is always better than the last thing. And I think that's you know as art evolves, of course that's organically going to happen. But I'm always really amazed by her work and her talent and. Out like just how much heart is in these pieces that she's mm-hmm. turning out for this book. And I really am excited for everyone to be able to see more. There's going to be a little taste of it on the Kickstarter page, some previews. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we launch on July 18th. So depending on when you're listening to this, you might be able to go over there and check it out already. Uh, so I hope that everyone will do that. Um, yeah.
1: Well, in addition to to my cover, uh, Liana Kangas, one of the artists who will be doing interiors for us on one story, uh, also was kind enough to make an incredible, sexy cover for us, um, which is uh, available now. You can go check that out. It's one of the one of the variants that you'll be able to choose from, or you know, if you want to grab one of each, you're you're welcome to do that too. Uh, Liana Kangas, and then uh, Angela Wu, um, we just finalized uh, her cover today looks really incredible totally different like spin than uh what liana's done like liana did something that was very like kind of like hot and steamy and just like vivid colors and then you look at what like Angela's done it's kind of like soft and romantic and classical and then we have uh art coming in from uh uh, chris sheehan and also um i don't think anybody knows this yet skylar patridge is is doing a cover for us too so we're very very honored and pleased to be working with these amazing talented people can't wait to see what they do
0: oh yeah and this is this is one of the moments where i'm like personally very sad that this is an audio only podcast because i wish i could show off every single one of these right now we'll try our best um and by me i mean dallas after he edits this we'll try Mm -hmm. his very best to make sure we get those links in the, um, in the description of this video, so you can go and check those out. Um, like, like we said, they'll be on that, that Kickstarter page. So everyone, I really hope everyone checks this book out because I'm, I'm so personally excited for it. Um, I got your, your zine not too long ago, the art appreciation Mm -hmm. and your talent for telling erotica is just, it's incredible. That was a remarkable piece, but I have to ask, because it's one of those things where it's like, Sometimes I feel like erotica can be a harder pitch to people than just like a straightforward comic with a, you know, just, I don't want to say like a safe narrative, but like a a comic you can just hand to anyone. What are the challenges that come with writing erotica as, you know, like as a story, as a comic?
1: Um. Well, I mean, you're right. It is like a harder harder sell for people. Um, and it's honestly something that's new to me. Um uh, I, I come from a, kind of a, I guess, prudish is the right word to say background. Um, it's it's taking me a lot of time to kind of like unpack that sort of stuff. And uh, honestly, writing these erotica stories has, has been very kind of like a healing sort of journey for me. Um, and uh, I I honestly think it's really kind of like interesting and fascinating to kind of like explore, you know, this 'Cause they're very they're very like human stories. Like I think it's it's kind of like tempting to say that it's like salacious and it's like, you know, an mm-hmm. easy like money kind of thing. But you know, it's on it's also very like intimate and it's tender and it's very like human. Um and and those stories are always kinda of fascinating to me. And um to to see them from like a queer lens is something that's a little bit rarer or you know, you see it in very specific kind of avenues that aren't necessarily, you know, up to my particular tastes, I would guess. Uh, so it's it's just been kind of fun to write the sort of stories that I want to read um, and I hope that other people will want to read them too yeah
0: absolutely thank you for that um, it's we were talking about this just this week on the Squirrel Girl episode where there's so many different aspects of the human condition that we get to see in comic books and it feels like there's always just like such a narrowed focus on one specific like aspect where it's like everyone wants stories to be like, dark, gritty, and realistic all the time. And sometimes it's okay to show, like, the humorous side of people. It's okay to show that sexual side. And I'm so excited to get to see all these really great tender moments that you have in store for us. Um, I have to also ask, um, because both of you have been working on comic projects previously, and I have to ask, Natasha, based on your work with Heathens and Michelle on yours with um, The Color of Always and um, Sharp Wit, What lessons from those have you taken from those projects and carried forward into this one that you think is going to really help elevate
2: this?
1: You want to go first, Michelle? (laughs) Oh, sure.
2: Um, It's definitely been a sort of trial by fire in learning how Mm -hmm. to run an anthology, manage teams, um, manage working on a Kickstarter, marketing it, um, talking the project up, and So, I definitely have learned so much from those two very large anthologies that definitely built my confidence um, in working on large projects like this. And I think it's, I think the biggest takeaway for me would be um, encouraging people's sort of authentic voices and authentic takes on things, because I think the more you allow people to tell stories and show stories um, in their, their own voice and allow them to be free and as gay as they want and as gay as possible. You really do turn out like some truly like beautiful and touching stories and really incredible art and amazing stories just by allowing people to be themselves and Mm -hmm. tell things the way that they want to tell them without sort of trying to like sanitize or commercialize things because there, I think there is a market for, stories through a queer lens that might not be palatable to straight people. And I've definitely learned that I don't care (laughs) about that, you know, like I'm, I'm unbothered by the fact that, that a project might be too gay for Mm -hmm. some people to want to consume it. (laughs) And I no longer worry that that will be a problem. I think
1: biggest takeaway for me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh yeah I love that <laughs> and that that like that like kind of rings true to like some of the early conversations we had when putting together this project um because you know initially I had I had thought of doing it as like a much bigger kind of anthology thing where we had lots of writers and lots of uh queer people like submitting and stuff and just just having like this flood of story ideas and like how do we manage it like you know what sort of like parameters do we you know put put on people like do we want to even like put that on them uh but do i also want to like be responsible for putting out stories that aren't necessarily stories that i wanted to put out you know like there, there was so many like questions and stuff involved and uh, i think i think narrowing it down to like the smaller scale tighter team um i think i think that's really going to work um as far as like lessons i've learned on like on like heathen or whatever um heathen, you know was like the first comic that i Pretty much never did um i did you know some smaller collaborative projects before that and uh, like a zine or something but um he was definitely the first like professional like serialized comic that went out and uh, i definitely was learning as i was going uh flying by the seat of my pants and by the time i got to you know volume three and i wasn't even able to draw it anymore because uh, i had injured my hands um i had to learn then how to collaborate with another artist for the first time and that was That was an interesting experience um learning to write for somebody else and uh you know since i've been on this healing journey and getting my my drawing back you know i got my hands repaired and now i'm 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 branching out uh i'm finding it it's it's an interesting challenge to write for other people um and especially like with this project you know i had a bunch of story ideas um and then uh as we started to like you know put together like this little wish list of artists like you know who could we pair with which story and then as i was reaching out to them i was like is there anything that you want to draw specifically you know and i tried to like incorporate those things into the script and uh yeah it's been a totally different kind of like project uh and i feel like i've i've already you know we've barely begun and i've, I've already learned like so much very grateful very grateful for this
0: oh absolutely awesome um, yeah, it's, <laughs> I can, I can say that I'm excited for it over and over again, but I'm just curious, um, for, for the people listening, how long is the anthology? How many stories are in it?
1: Uh, it's going to be 120 pages. There are 10 stories. Um, each one is around like 12 to or like they vary between like 10 and 16 pages so a little bit longer stories than you normally get in anthologies i feel like the the baseline for those are like four to eight pages so i wanted to give a little bit longer so the artist has more time to really like develop you know their characters and and don't have to feel rushed or anything um and i think that makes each story a little bit more satisfying because you get like a complete it feels a little bit more complete and less of a like a, a quick snapshot um yeah, so that's that's what we're looking at. Hundred twenty pages. Thanks. Nice.
0: And you know, without spoiling anything, but do you do you have a favorite story in there, either of you?
1: Mm, <laughs> that's a hard <laughs> question. <laughs> do you want to go first, Michelle? I like. ooh, I don't like, know that oh, I could no. pick. I <laughs> it's, like, no it's difficult because.
2: I really feel like every time I got a script, I was like, this one's my favorite. And then like two days later, it would be like, here's another script. And I'd be like, this one's my favorite. So I feel like at some point, every single story in this book was my favorite.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: I feel like I'm an unreliable source to tell you which story is my favorite. Um ugh this to me that's so just you go like first every and then... story and here's
0: a banger so <laughs> no it,
1: i mean literally and figuratively yes yeah. <laughs> uh okay um i could talk about one that i'm i'm most looking forward to i think mm-hmm. um i mean I'm, I'm really excited to see what everybody does but I'm, I'm especially excited because i'm such a huge fan of uh one story which i'll, I'll go ahead and let y'all know the title of sweat um by that's going to be drawn by fellhound and it's a, a couple of it's a silent comic it's the only one in the whole whole story or the whole anthology that's like completely silent so they don't even talk at all um uh and it's just this this sort of tense uh romantic kind of ex- escalation this sexual ex- escalation between these these two gym girls um they 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 lock eyes you know at, at, across the treadmills and then just sort of slowly kind of find themselves on this like you know path to to hooking up and uh yeah i'm really i'm really interested to see how sweat or how how fell like handles that one
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm just gonna kill it.
2: <laughs> i I feel
1: like one of the one of them i mean i literally
2: i'm very thrilled for all of them but i think um sophie's big score that mm-hmm. takes place in like an arcade just because i'm like you know I'll, I'll go hang out in an arcade and like play a little ski ball and stuff so like i feel like you know looking forward to that one that's going to be a that's a chloe b chloe brailsford um, Mm -hmm. story so i'm looking forward to that one a lot and it's gonna be obviously
1: like one of the more like silly ones i'm excited
2: yeah yeah i'm really excited for for that because it's when i read the script i i remember i think i was kind of like sort of live live texting my reaction to you (laughs) while i was reading that one I'm sure I did that for many of these. Actually, like I'm not even sorry about it. Um, also, uh, um, I'm actually also really looking forward to Down by the Water with like the fishing
1: mm-hmm. into,
2: into that. You know, A little fishing. But that's actually drawn by uh, Natasha. We'll be yeah. doing the art on that one. So that's when I'm working um, on that sketch. But I could I could literally talk about how I'm looking forward to each one and the artist attached to it. I really really could. I'm not going to do that, but I promise I am. <laughs> I mean what are you doing if you're not if you're editing a collection and you're not a big fan of every single piece Mm -hmm. in it like what what's Mm -hmm. the point i think Mm -hmm. so yeah as it should be i'm excited for all
1: yeah i'm i'm honestly like really excited for each one um there's they're all they're all so different and yet um yeah i'm 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 very much looking forward to see how they come together and how they all look together like as a as as a collection
0: yeah, your both of you, your enthusiasm is palpable, and it's making me even more excited than I was before, which is, you know, I thought impossible. But you know, I, I can wait. Like, <laughs> I can be patient. Um, and I'm also, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to read a Fellhound story that isn't going to make me cry. At least I'm assuming it won't make me cry. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, maybe. I'm oh, not going nope. to not promise tears. So it's kind of Fell's brand. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's fair. <laughs> I guess, I
0: guess that's fair. <laughs> you know what you're paying for. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's about all I had to ask. Is there anything else that you would like to to say about the book that I maybe we didn't get a chance to talk about? Anything else you'd like
2: to say? I definitely just want to highlight that in the campaign, there's going to be, you know, those, all the different variant covers available, mm. as well as a tier to purchase all the covers. Uh, you know you get a little bit of a deal by all of them um there'll be add-ons to like add extra copies of the book and any cover that you want we're also going to do a really nice print tier we'll do really great 9x12 prints um Mm -hmm. that will be really lovely quality so that you can have and that'll be like the the artwork um like sort of on without the trade dress the logos um for the artwork so it'll be art only on those prints um and then of course there'll be a tier where you can get you know all the things so (laughs) we're we're here and we're ready to to receive your your money in exchange for beautiful sapphic things
1: uh something i want to add is that uh our goal for this project is to you know be able to pay our team you know the best that we possibly can so mm-hmm. each of our stretch goals if if we should get so lucky to get there is going to be um to uh give everybody a raise so everybody will get like a page rate increase and then all of the other artists uh the cover artists and letterer will get like bonuses and stuff too so that's something we we hope to be able to do for them with your support <laughs> yeah and definitely like we haven't shouted out jody troutman yet
2: our letter um who's also an, an incredible letter i worked with her on a couple of stories for um sharp wit in the company of women um incredible really incredible to work with great person really happy to have her on board too so i just want to make sure that you know we shout That's out jody too. also yeah Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. but, yeah, like our, like Natasha said, our goal um, might seem when people see it, it's a big starting goal, but that's because we came in pretty high with our page rates for the people involved because mm-hmm. it was something that I'm passionate about, and I know Natasha is also is making sure that we're treating our creators as well as we can, paying them as well as we possibly can. and of course, we're shooting for the stars, but it doesn't, to me, register as impossible. It's actually mm-hmm. like I'm very confident in this project and um, in people in the book. And I'm confident that the audience is there to help us get to our goal and to the stretch goals and beyond so that we can really pay these creators what they deserve for turning out something so amazing. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, mm-hmm. hoping that other people see it that way also.
0: Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's wonderful getting to talk to you too because this book sounds like everything that I hear so often from the community that we want. We want comics that are, are gay or we want comics that aren't afraid to show sex that don't feel so, so prudish. We want um, comics to actually pay the people that work on them a, a decent wage and just getting to hear that all of those are, are goals and targets of this book. I feel like if you've ever felt like this is something you want to see more in comics and mainstream comics aren't giving them to you. This book is going to be for you. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to be there day one. I'm very, very excited. And I hope that everyone out there listening is, and you know, if it isn't a project that you feel like personally, you know, caters to you, there's someone in your life who will appreciate this comic. So make sure you share this with anyone, anyone who might love it, because this I guarantee there's someone out there who is looking for this book right now. And they're going to be so happy when it comes out. And the Kickstarter launches on the 18th, you said?
1: Yes, July 18th.
0: If this episode doesn't go live that day, it should go live shortly before. So make sure everyone listening will post the link to the Kickstarter in the description below. So make sure you go check it out and click either notify me on launch or go ahead and pledge right away. Um, with all that being said, do either of you have any final thoughts or anything you wanna throw out there? I would say is there anything you wanna plug? But this was all, you know, kind of one big plug, so
2: <laughs> just this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just, just this. Just this one. <laughs> dot com. Yeah,
2: sapicpulpcomic.com. We have our little website, takes you right to the Kickstarter. So nice and easy for everybody to be able to navigate over and take a look.
0: Okay, awesome. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, both of you for being here and for talking about this comic with me. I hope that everyone has a chance to check it out. And for everyone listening, I will see you later. Bye.